This was supposed to be my last question, but I want to make it my first. Mm -hmm. Have we already started? Is this? No. Well, uh, where is it, no, no, are, no, are, no, are we I'm rolling? Sorry, like, did, I, did I scare you? I, know, I was like, <laughs> I, I thought we were just having a conversation. I, <laughs> I was like, we went straight in. I sat down. I scared you. Okay, never mind. I won't ask. No, the ask question. the question, but I just, I just didn't know if we was on the record or. Are we, on the record? Are we okay to be on the record? Yeah, we're fine. Let's go. Uh, there was no introduction. I. Uh, She's like, you come in. The cameras are on. Just, I, <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Series Regular. I'm Quay Tan. In each episode of this podcast, we're going to sit down with a different working actor and discover the irregular ways they broke into the business. Our next guest is a biracial Gemini, a meme queen, and a literal series regular. In compliance and in support of the SAG after strike, all studio, film, and TV credits mentioned in the episode have been omitted. So each episode of Series Regular, mm -hmm. um, like I said, is exploring the irregular ways my um, guests have gotten into the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. So for example, some people who I'm interviewing, they were casting directors before they became actors oh. or they were influencers before they became actors. What do you think the irregular way uh, you got into the industry is? So before I was an actor, I was a dreamer. You know, um, I was a student. I taught uh, gymnastics gymnastics and dance to little kids. I worked at a church. I, um, the lighthouse church. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I worked at the lighthouse for a bit. Um, and then I modeled, I you uh -huh. know, just did, did all the things you yeah. model. Uh, that's what they tell me. So what I am naming your episode is the model to actor pipeline. Okay. Which is a very, very, a great way, I think, to get into the business. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that modeling helped you advance your acting career? Oh, absolutely. Because I didn't know that acting was something that I had access to. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that modeling was something I had access to. Mm -hmm. I uh, was hideous growing up. <laughs> when people were like, you weren't ugly. Now I was ugly. Like if we uh, put a photo up, you'd be like, oh, like, he needed help. I was just a few products away from being cute, you know? <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So it was, it was once someone told me I was worthy of something greater, being a model. Um, I, in my mind, I had what I thought the qualifications for a model were. I did not see those things within myself. Um, so it took people and several, several, several years of booking consistent modeling work for me to even see why people were booking me, right? Mm -hmm. So I was going, um, oh, well, they're booking me because I'm fun and I'm nice and I'm sweet. And they're like, if you were ugly, you wouldn't work. <laughs> so when acting became my dream or when um, I was told I could have access to this if I worked, uh -huh. hard. If I was disciplined and I studied and I did those things, it became a great modeling became a great way for me to gain experience on sets. Yes, modeling was a great pipeline, but it was also like utilizing the space I was given was the real pipeline. It wasn't just modeling, you know, if that makes any sense. Okay. But I guess my question, mm -hmm. my question is, or the reason why I have framed it in this way is because what I have seen with your career uh -huh. and in television is that you, you've done some shorts, but within television, you had this really great recurring, uh, recurring co-star role in 
yeah. is Dr. Blake Sims. Mm -hmm. And the next project you book is a series lead. Yeah. You led that. Number one on the call sheet, baby. Number yeah. one on the call sheet. Do you know how long it took Viola Davis to lead a series? Uh-uh. Two Tonys, 20 years. It wasn't until Oh, and she did that. She she really did, mm -hmm. but I but I I I feel that because you didn't just come into this industry wanting to act, you had a previous body of work. Mm -hmm. Do you think that previous body of work gave you that extra push? Not at all. No? no, no, I absolutely do not think that modeling helped advance me in terms of um, optics oh. into where um, in terms of acting, because I do know that it is um, through like casting and a lot of people don't want to hire models. You know, it's, it's like, Oh, that's just a model who wants to be an actor. It's, <laughs> it's it's really hard to overcome like the bad optics of being like dumb, pretty, you know. Um, mm -hmm. and it sounds like such like privilege problems, you know. Like I'm so pretty, but like you know, it's like I can't even give I guess a good example of like somebody who is not. Oh well, uh, social media influencers work mm -hmm. really really hard at their job, yeah. you know, like fashion bloggers and people who are like uh, food influencers and chefs and. So it's like someone who, who like has gone shopping is like, I'm going to become a fashion influencer right. and they don't realize the amount of work that goes into brand partnerships and deals and all these things. And so to someone who is a serious actor, right? Yeah. Someone who has developed time and um, technique and mm -hmm. put in the work and people who honor that seriousness, like casting directors and directors and all these people, when they turn around, they see someone who just happens to be pretty, right? Who, mm -hmm. um, who immediately thinks, oh, just because I've been on sets modeling and I've posted in front of a camera, that gives me allowance into this world mm -hmm. of acting. I should be hired. I should do this thing. But never, you know, taking classes, never done the work. I think it's people have been burned too many times in the past uh -huh. to just allow models into the world without the work. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. you don't. You didn't have to do the work, of course. Uh -huh. um, and we're going to get into your work. Oh, oh, no, oh don't you? Oh, does she wait? But, but here, here's my question mm -hmm. again about my my understanding and i love that you're you're um giving me your perspective on this but mike isn't it true that when you came to los angeles you had six talent agencies wanting to sign you oh not talent agencies no modeling agencies modeling agencies yeah okay. there's ever only been one talent agency that um i've interviewed with or like then went to sign you and that was innovative and it was innovative yeah and you're with them now and i'm still with them one now. of the hottest agencies uh, there is and my agent jennifer petritus is the one let me tell you okay but wait yeah. a minute how do you find yourself with uh -huh. innovative so she took a courtesy meeting with me um, my agent started in Texas at the mother agency that I'm my uh, modeling agency. Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson. Yes, uh -huh. ma'am. She has done her homework. Um, and um, and my acting coach at the time, Catherine, Catherine Sullivan. Sullivan. You better say her name. <laughs> yeah, Catherine Sullivan out of Louisville, Texas. Um, she is really good friends with Jennifer Petritus, who just happens to be an innovative artist through her own merit and work. Uh -huh. um, and so I came to visit L.A. Um, for two weeks. Uh -huh. Hated it. <laughs> to meet with modeling agencies, though. And in that time, they set up a courtesy meeting with Jennifer because they knew I wanted to act. Yeah. And they were like, they, she begrudgingly took this meeting uh -huh. and um, told me she walked, I walked in the door. She's like, hi, my name is Jennifer Petritus and I'm not going to sign you. Whoa. Like that was the introduction to the meeting. Right. And I was like, 
I was very country at the time. So I was like, that's fine. Oh, um, I'm sorry. You were very country at the time. At the time. <laughs> I was just very country. Uh, I've, I've learned to uh, love my accent a lot more now, but I used to mask it completely. I was, but I was you super country. You went to a speech pathologist. I sure did for a year. And so I went to this meeting and she was like, this is a courtesy meeting. I'm just here to give you advice. And I was like, great. And then um, by the end of the meeting, um, because she, what she did in that moment was gave me permission to exhale, to unclench, to be myself. I was like, I'm like, if there's the only thing I'm gaining here is advice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't have to perform for you. I don't have to be anything for you except me. And that was when magic struck, right? It was the stars aligned. She was looking at my resume. She's like, you do acro yoga? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I do yoga. And I was like, okay. I take off my shoes, I lay in the floor. I like am throwing her up into acro yoga positions. And this is at the innovative building, right? And so the room goes from being cold to everyone is like running in there, like taking photos, people are laughing. And by the end of the meeting, she's like, maybe I can send you on a few things. Wait, 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 hold on. Wait, mm -hmm. wait, wait, wait. So when you say acro yoga, you're sitting down on I'm your back. I'm laying on my back and, you're and my feet are in the air. And you're she lifting is like, her. like supermaning. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. She was definitely raised by white people. <laughs> no, really. And is and is your uh -huh. agent, is she white? She is white lady. She's white, yeah. I, is it, do you think that maybe you get to like, because you were a part of that culture that maybe you understand like, I don't know how to communicate you, with them. Oh, I don't think acro yoga is exclusively white. <laughs> you know, no, but I think like lifting someone up in the air and at, at a meeting, at right. an agency meeting. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was? But she was just there to give me advice. So yeah. at that point, we went. We entered into play, and I have such a jovial spirit that if I'm being myself, I'm just gonna play. I'm like, okay, well, you you do yoga, let's play. And she was just happened to be like, okay, you know, and and so it wasn't like. We made this plan, do mm -hmm. acro yoga in a room or like, it was so like stars aligned, spontaneity. It was <laughs> me seeing you from across a lit up pool at a premiere in a, in a, in a princess dress. And I'm like, I've got to talk to this girl, you no, know? No, 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 to talk to you well, i had to talk to you and you did and we fell in love like there was no i literally left talking about you you know what i'm saying so we spoke right and that same thing happened in that meeting with jennifer <laughs> with like, jennifer she we you know I, she might have thought i don't know what she was thinking she was like oh i'm just agreeing my friends want me to meet this kid mm -hmm. and then at the end like she and i fell in love like it was like wow Okay. And she's now, she's one of the closest people in my life. Like not just professionally, but personally, like she is my friend, like my confidant. I'm always make this joke that we are going to be buried in the same casket. You know, I'm like, I will, there, you can quote me on this. I will forever, as long as Jennifer Petridis wants to be an agent, be with her. Like it is just, and I know my career is going places. So it's just point blank period. We're growing together, you know? Oh, no, so, no doubt. It's going no, places. No doubt. Yeah. We're, we're headed there. Okay. A lot of people say that half the battle or mm -hmm. most of the battle is just getting in the door. Would you agree that modeling helped you get into the acting door? Oh, I was like, what door? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what door? I like, I don't, you know what? I, people want anytime they ask me like, how'd you get started? How'd you get started? Mm -hmm. I'm the worst to give any advice on this. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I got started because I just started saying yes to things that were presented before me. Like, yeah. um, that again, I didn't think I was worthy of. They're like, um, hey, uh, this modeling agent wants to meet you. Okay, okay yeah, sure, um, yeah. I'll go. And, and then what I led with was kindness, was goodness, was like, what is the, the opposite of ego? Humility. 
I was leading with humility. I was like, I actually don't know this world. Like, yeah, do I have desire to be in this world? Absolutely. But I come from a place that literally is a speck of dirt. I think there's like 3,000 people in my, 3,000 plus people in my hometown, Pollock, Texas, you know, it's like, it's so tiny and, mm. and we're not taught to dream big there. We're taught to survive there. Mm -hmm. You know, you grow up, you get a job, you, you move, you, you, you continue, you get married, you populate, repopulate and you go and you work to live. You don't, yeah. you don't have the privilege of dreaming big, even mm -hmm. though you're told you can. Right. And so, um, when, Hey, do you want to be a model? I'm like, okay. You know, Hey, well, just, so you know, there's an acting coach here. If you want to start taking lessons. Okay. I just so happened to be at the studio that I was taking lessons. Jennifer had come there several times for like, um, seminars, like, um, uh, uh, yeah, like several, this acting studio hosts like casting directors and different agents. And Catherine Sullivan's really genius about <clears throat> setting up her actors for success. And so I had these meetings. And when I went to LA, my mother agency and my uh, acting coach doesn't do that for everybody. They're not like, hey, you need to meet with this guy. You need yeah. to meet with this guy. You need to meet with this guy. Yeah. Jennifer took a courtesy meeting with me. You know, yeah. it was like, she literally, I'm not going to sign you. Wow. The door was not open. She literally yeah, said, yeah, this yeah. is a closed door. What opened the door was, it was me being a great person, uh -huh. her seeing potential in me, uh -huh. you know, and then her going, oh, wait, I want to enter into an agreement to develop you. For four years, I might have had five auditions. Yeah. In four years. In four years. Like three of them were like self tapes. She would sit, I'd send her self tapes. She'd be like, nope, I didn't even send it. Nope. She's like, didn't even go to casting, yeah, you know? God. Like it was like, she was not playing games with me because she had had an experience that had told her if I send this boy <laughs> into a room too early, it will ruin a shot. So we're going to wait. Okay. We're going to wait. And I trusted, I was patient. So people, you know, you, you brought up, do you think it got you into the door? And it's like, the door is irrelevant mm. unless you are ready. Like, mm. and when mm. you are ready, the door will present itself. You will knock and it will open, you know? Um, and so I'm, I'm real big on that. I'm like working in vain is pointless. You know, <gasps> I'm like work on yourself. And if these, anyone can hear me say anything, work on yourself before you worry about getting a team, before you worry about getting people in your corner, know yourself, love yourself, figure out what you want to do. Don't wait and sit in front of your agents and be like, where do you see me? No, no. This is where I see me going. Are you in alignment? Are you in agreement? No. All right. Tell me your perspective of me. Maybe I have blind spots. Yeah. Maybe I have blind spots about myself. Hmm, I didn't know I was perceived that way. Mm -hmm. That's not in alignment with my greater vision. Let me go and work on myself. Something big about you. I went to your premiere for a movie that Quay not only starred in, but showed out in. There is a performance that is burned into my mind um, that Quay delivers in this movie. Um, actually my biggest disappointment about the movie that Quay was not in it more. Like, <laughs> I'm like, we want a spinoff. I agree. <laughs> um, and so I was, we were at, on a rooftop at the after party. Quay was walking around at her movie premiere and I look over, she opens her bag and she pulls out a workbook. Oh, God. Uh, the artist's way yeah. at her premiere, you know, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, She's working on herself. She knows herself. No wonder she's receiving all these blessings in her life because she's in constant, a constant state of self-educating, not waiting for the world to tell her who she is, 
like discovering who she is in the world and then going, I actually don't need you to tell me how you see me because this is how I see me. And if I can see me like that, I can look at breakdowns and go, that's actually me. I don't have to guess like nine out of 10, well, maybe one out of a hundred, that's me. I'm like, no, that is me. Okay. Okay. I booked, I booked this, I booked that, I booked this, I booked that. Great. Great. You know, and I'm like, we can talk about doors. Do you think it helped you get to the door? I'm like, sure. Yeah. Like being alive helped me. Breathing helped me. Walking helped me. Like, but saying yes and working on myself helped me the most. Hi, my name is Devin Way, and I was in the 2012 Kim Dawson model search. So actually, uh, one of my friend's moms entered me into the model search, and I didn't even know. And so uh, when she did, uh, Dan at the agency called me, and they're like, you're in the 2000." 12 model search and I was like what and um but I decided to do it anyways and it turned out to be this incredible amazing experience that like I never dreamed would be possible because I'm from a super small town and now I'm pursuing acting in Los Angeles and I just got back from New York where I signed with New York models and it's just this amazing experience that opened up so many doors for me you have I had I had an idea for this interview and you have recontextualized it and oh. and I I love that. Hi series regular. If you're enjoying the show and you want to hear and see more, go to patreon.com backslash series regular to unlock full length episodes. Cutie, this is where I keep all of the tea, all the stuff that my guest would kill me if I made public. So go over to patreon.com backslash series regular for more. Now back to the show. Okay. So let's talk about the Kim Dawson agency. Love them. We'll love them till the day I die. I, I know. <laughs> keep going. I know that you um, joined a model search competition. Isaiah Harvey, your friend in, is it high school or? Um, yeah, he's my high school friend. High school friend. His mother, mm-hmm. Mrs. Harvey. Yeah, Kathy. She, Kathy, she submitted you without your knowledge. Yeah, she submitted me to a model search and didn't tell me. And what was so funny is that she didn't submit him. And so that was like, <laughs> I always laugh about that. And that was the first thing because he also went to the interview with me. That was the first thing they all asked. They're like, so your mom submitted him, but not you. And so the agency ended up taking photos of him. It's like, a, you know, like all this stuff. And they're like, we couldn't just not. It was, they were so bad. It was so funny. Had, did you, did anyone ever mention to you modeling before? Mm-mm. No, I was not cute. You were, you wore a lot of word shorts and Wranglers. Oh, I literally had, I picked my hair every day. So I had yeah. to shine Afro. Um, I had a trash stash. So my mustache only grew right here. Uh-huh. And then um, I wore Christian word shirts and Wrangler jeans and like Reebok Asics, like whatever shoes you buy at Walmart. Mm-hmm. And that was those my outfits. Had you already been going to the lighthouse at this point? With, no, because yeah. I lived in Lufkin. I went to a different oh. church. It was Clawson. Clawson, okay. Clawson Assembly. But you'd already met your father. Yeah, because he worked at Clawson. At Clawson. And then he now is the senior pastor at the lighthouse in Dallas. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So God came first and then Kim Dawson. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, then, and, and then still in that order. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hi, series regular. If you're craving more of this show, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. The actual runtime for these episodes are an hour and 40 minutes. You're listening to a very condensed version. If you would like to unlock full video and full audio, 
along with discounts on merch, exclusive content, as well as uncensored, uncut, raw interview footage that is so spicy, so steaming hot with tea that if I released it publicly, my guests would kill me. If you want all of that content and so much more, head on over to Patreon. Now back to the show. You go to the Kim Dawson um, model, model search. search. Mm-hmm. You don't win. I, no, I don't. They yeah. say I win now, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I didn't win. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't win. Um, so after you didn't, after not winning, what happened? Well, I was still working. So they actually had signed me under the table um, before the competition had um, come to fruition or whatever, because clients were already wanting to work with me. Ooh. So I'd already started the day. I remember the day of the actual like announce, like ceremony and the big thing. Mm-hmm. I worked. I was on set. I was like doing the thing. I left that, went, got dressed, got styled, and then went to the announcement. And so the winner won a contract and some money, but I'd already gotten the contract. So it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. You better play the rest. Yeah, I was like, it does, <laughs> it does not. I'm like, I'm so not attached to like, definite outcome i was like because i know who i serve you know i'm like i know that like i was put one of the one of the people i I really look up to and respect her name is angela manuel davis and she she always says you know you are here on purpose for purpose with purpose you know Uh and so i just like i know that i'm on this earth with and for a purpose. Yeah. And so I'm like, if my if I'm supposed to be on television, if I'm supposed to be in the modeling industry, if I'm supposed to uh, volunteer at this organization or do anything, if I'm supposed to do that, nothing's going to stand in the way of what God has ordered, you know, yeah. except me. Yeah. Except me. Just because you are destined does not mean you will get to a destination. Mm-hmm. I was like, you have to be willing to step up, be of service and work. Like, you said you said something in, a, in another interview uh, that I listened to viewers, uh, which is kind of the opposite, like, opposite of that, uh-huh. which I also loved. You said that uh, everything that God has in plan for you, mm-hmm. you're not that special to where you could take that away or yeah, mess that up. Someone someone told me, um, oh, my gosh, I wish I could remember the exact language for it. But essentially, the the whole concept is like if if we believe that we can mess up. God's plan for us. Mm-hmm. Just rest assured you're not that powerful. Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. I I do believe that. Yeah. I do believe that whatever God has ordered will become. Uh-huh. But let's say the opportunity will approach you. It can pass you by, you mm-hmm. know? Absolutely. But the opportunity will come to you. Mm-hmm. I am not as powerful as to go, all right, God wants me in the industry. I still free will was given to me. It's the very first thing that was given, you know. It's the ability to choose whatever we want. I'm like, all right, if I'm supposed to be in this industry, then in obedience, I will walk into that and nothing will get in my way. And I cannot mess this up if I'm in obedience, right? <laughs> I knew you was going to come here and give us a word. Well, Do you feel like now you're kind of getting this other side of the coin where like people are really, I don't know, fixated or fetishized your biracial identity? No, I think I probably would have benefited from it a lot more. Um, And I did in modeling. Uh Like, I think I still would if I still had my big curly hair and like, um, did I would benefit a lot more. You know, colorism is a real thing. Um, But I think after 
2020 happened and there was this like a uh, revolution, you know, and um, a lot of things were brought to the surface. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, the black people who are being cast on TV aren't dark. They are light skinned, you know? And so they started uh, people in order to fix it, started working opposite, you know, started working against the norm. Right. Which I think, you know, like dark skinned people absolutely should be included, like, and should be leads and all these things. And, um, what I found through my experience though, because at this time I still had never been a, a lead of a TV show. I'd not done anything. I heard a lot of people disqualifying my blackness. And, um, and so I was raised in an environment culturally that told me I was too black. And then society, when I got out of that environment, told me I wasn't black enough. Mm -hmm. Right. So it created this paradox, really, this paradox within me going, all right. And uh, this is uh, the biracial experience. You know, I'm not white enough to be white. I'm not black enough to be black. I'm where do I go? Where, how do I fit in? And then being disqualified in for auditions and roles because oh, I'm not black enough. And then obviously I'm not white. And then, so what am I? I'm the ethnically ambiguous leftover, like whoever they can. Right? I don't think you're that ethnically ambiguous. Then, well, I'll take it. You know, I'm like, I will, you know, but whatever I am, I will be that. And so that's what the mentality I had adopted. I was like, I will be the leftover. I'll be the best friend in this series. I'll do this. I'll do that. And it wasn't until I started checking in with myself and I'm like, what is not in alignment? It's like, I'm trying to fit into a space that I don't belong. Specifically being I'm auditioning for friend number three. I'm auditioning for a kind of mediocre looking guy, you know, I'm kind of, and I was like, and I am leading man. Like, you know, okay. like, there are no, and I had to step into that to realize crap. I'm actually downplaying what I naturally am, how I naturally show up in the world. Mm -hmm. And because I'm doing that, I will never actualize in the way I want to because I keep going, well, I have to be, I have to book multiple co-stars and I, I work my way to guest star and then I'll be a series regular eventually maybe and then maybe I'll get to be the number one and then maybe I'll do movies and then maybe, and because that's what we're taught. We're taught mm -hmm. you work your way up that. I'm like, not my life. Mm -hmm. I was like, I booked my recurring on they they wrote me to kill me. Yeah. Then they Debbie Allen walked around and was like, y'all aren't going to kill that boy. They changed the story. COVID hit. I then entered into, um, I started testing for the leads of projects. And I was like, what? This is crazy. And then I booked um, as the number one on the call sheet, yeah. the leading man. Um, I went from what it was, I don't even remember my number. I think it was like 48 call sheet yeah. to number one on a call sheet. How did you, how did you do that? Uh -huh. How did you make that big jump? How did I make that big jump? Yeah. I can tell you there was a very, there was a very specific streamline um, that happened within me. I, uh, so fast forward, I was on um, pandemic hit, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's now January of next year. Uh, sorry, December of the year following. I auditioned for a project called, I got an audition for a project called it's a Nancy Drew spinoff. Um, Cameron Johnson, who's an amazing showrunner and writer, um, he was leading it. And the lead in the breakdown was like, black, queer, super hot, the hottest guy you've ever seen in your entire life. Well, and I was like, I get to this audition. I was like, okay, like, all right, I get to audition to be tough. And he's that hot? Let's go. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And um, I get a call from my agent. And she never calls me about auditions, like before I do them. And she's like, hey, I want to talk to you about this. They, uh, you know, you got this Tom Swift audition. I was like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, he's really good looking. I was like, yeah, I saw that. And she's like, they said no to you. And I was like, huh? I've not even done the tape yet. 
And she's like, uh, she's like, so I said, you don't think Devin Way is good looking enough? And so she's like, she went and she did all this research. I mean, found all these model photos and sent it to casting. Casting's like, sure, we guess he can audition. And she's like, so I know you always look good, but like look really good for this one. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, how do I look, make myself look better? I bought a ring light. You know, I'm like, sure. Um, I do the tape and I'm like, dang, I go home for the holidays. I'm like driving back into town. I get a call. I'm testing to be. And I'm like, what? I'm going to test to be the lead. And it required me to answer the questions. Can I be black on camera? Wait, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hi, series regular. If you're craving more of this show, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. The actual runtime for these episodes are an hour and 40 minutes. You're listening to a very condensed version. If you would like to unlock full video and full audio, along with discounts on merch, exclusive content, as well as uncensored, uncut, raw interview footage that is so spicy, so steaming hot with tea that if I released it publicly, my guests would kill me. If you want all of that content and so much more, head on over to Patreon. Now back to the show. These Whoa. are No, the job didn't require me. I had to answer these for myself. Oh. Because he's a black lead. Yeah. He's queer. Am I comfortable being gay? on camera. I've never had to answer these questions for myself before, right? Um, Because I'm still in real time answering them for myself. Like, mm -hmm. I'm in living in a world who's telling me I'm not white, I'm not black. You know, I'm living in a world that's like, oh, if you're gay, you're not, you're not film, you're not this, you're not this, you're not that. Mm -hmm. Like, you're too wholesome to be gay. You're like, you know, like, which people have told me, you know, and I'm like, okay, but can, and can I lead a show? But based on the rules of Hollywood, I've, I have not met the standard to leave. Mm. I am. I've only done one co-star. Yeah. And so can I do any of this? And I had to, I said, yes, yes, and yes. yes. I was like, absolutely. I had to answer that for myself, which had nothing to do with the job, right? Nothing. It was for me. Um, I test for the job. I establish a quote. I'm like, there's a quote. I, I learned what a quote was because I didn't even know what a quote was. You know, so no, I never even heard the words quote. So I signed. I am positive i booked this job positive 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 i'm packing a bag i'm moving to canada like and i didn't get it and i was oh. like what okay well it wasn't mine it wasn't mine it's fine because i learned valuable lessons in that i then there's a movie called i'm with the rock i was auditioning for a character who i believe to be the young rock in it and they were very adamant they're like this guy's body has to be amazing i sent off the self-tape it's amazing i'm like bop bop casting calls like we want photos of Devin's body I'm like let's go I take off my shirt we're two years into the pandemic I got pandemic body I got on the ground doing some push-ups I stand up my roommate's taking snaps of me I'm doing some push-ups I stand up he's taking more pictures I'm like doing some crunches I stand up and I'm like Shane how do I and he's like bro that's just what you look like mm -hmm. and I it hit me in the face mm. I was like the only reason I'm not going to get this job is because of me. Hi, Series Regular. Did you know that we have Series Regular merch? 
Go to Quaytan.com for official series regular merch. That's Q-U-E-I-T-A-N-N.com. Now, back to the show. I was like, I killed that audition. And I have been lying to myself about what my position is in this industry. My position is not, oh, moderately attractive, homey, like friend. Yeah, sure. I can, I can play that. Like, I don't think I'm the hottest guy in the room ever. Um, but I really don't ever. Um, but what I was coming to terms with is that my stature, I'm six foot one and a half. Like I am charming. I'm this, it lends me more to a leading man perspective. And with that, Hollywood has told me if I want to be an action hero, if I want to be a superhero, if I want to be the, like a heart stopper, like I have got to have a body that bodies, you know what I'm saying? And this role specifically, because we know the standard the rock operates in. Yeah. We know what he looks like. If I'm going to put myself in his younger shoes, my body has to be beyond reproach. I have to become undeniable. Mm. And that the responsibility for that is me. So I take a step back. I take a deep breath. I check in with myself and I'm like, you, you know, it's, that's on you, right? And I go, yeah, Devin, I know that's, that's on me. And this before, I, casting has not even said anything. Yeah. I know just before I send these photos, it's not mine because of me. And this is not negative thoughts. It is honesty, right? Yeah. Honesty. <laughs> um, and I then, I call my team and I'm like, just so y'all know, this year I'm becoming undeniable. And they're like, what? And I'm like, and next year I will be undeniable. And they're like, um, okay, Devin, what does that mean? I said, it means I'm getting a trainer. It means I'm getting into class. It means I am going to uh, work on therapy. It means I'm going to get in touch with my, my emotional side. It means I'm going to, and I list all these things. And I was like, so when an opportunity comes, I will never be the reason I did not get that job. Okay. Sure. It may be belong to someone else. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I will never, ever, ever in my entire life, again, be the reason something is not mine. I'm going to become undeniable. And then it kicked, it locked me into a work ethic that I had not ever, ever experienced before. And that's how I got Queer's Fold. Because what it did, I'm like, I didn't get it because I was the best actor who auditioned for it. I didn't get it because like, I got it because six months earlier, I answered some questions about myself. Am I black? Am I queer? Am I um, a leading man? I said, yes. I then started working in alignment with those things. And then I started loving those things about me. I started celebrating those things about me. I called my team and I was like, hey, because I, became, I became increasingly aware that I was about to book something. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to audition for, um, in this time right now, I didn't want to audition for multicams because they gave me anxiety. Uh-uh. Like I, I found it really hard to try and be funny. I was Are like- Are there that many multicams? Well, at the time, I just wanted, I just need to communicate it. I was like, anytime I get an audition for this, I get really like, oh, and I don't want to, I don't want to book something that's going to give me anxiety at that point in my life. Right. So I, I I communicate, and this is me having one, booked one co-star. That's it. I'm like me with, you know, no resume talking to my team being like, hey, because I was like, I focused on my integrity and I was like, if like, what is in alignment with me and within my integrity, everything else to know, I got the audition for. Brody's breakdown was listed as a short king. I Googled what a short king was. It is I'm someone done. who is like, because I didn't know. Um, I Googled what a short king was. It's someone who is not tall. And I was like, I reach out to my team. I'm like, hey, um, this character is a short king. I'm, I'm not. So thank you. 
but you know, based on integrity, I can't audition for this. And, and, um, casting wrote back and they're like, we're open to seeing taller gentlemen as well. And I was like, perfect. Now it's in alignment. Like now I'm not, I'm not auditioning for anything that is outside of integrity. That's um, bold as fuck. Oh, if we want to really spill some tea, I got an audition for a project. I don't try to, I got an audition for a project. It was an anthology series. I got the audition. The breakdown is uh, gay, BIPOC, POC, um, uh, assistant who is gay, black, this person's black, blah, 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 20, 26 or whatever. I opened up the sides for this audition and like big names were attached to this. Open up the sides for this audition. The very top of it, it's like making up his name, Mike, 26, white. And I'm like, hmm? And I begin to read this audition, right? Mm -hmm. Every single thing in the whole audition is about color. It's like this white guy who I would be playing picks up this black woman in an airport. She can't get into her Airbnb because they're like, they think it's, you know, like her hair's different in photos. So he like picks up the phone, he calls, he, he gets her Airbnb. They're talking about like racial issues and all these things. And like, it is wildly inappropriate. This, this whole audition is wildly inappropriate. One, because someone was lazy and just didn't change the top of an audition and say, erase the word white and put like, you know, whatever. But two, because the writing was so clear that they wrote this for a white person and they're now ticking a box to put a black person in it. And Ooh. when you put two black people in this scenario, based on the writing, it became disgusting. Like Ooh. it was like, and so I took a red pen. I wrote all over the sides. I changed it. And I was like, this is, <laughs> this is what's problematic when you, um, you fill in people of color for white people without changing the writing. And I edited the entire audition. I scanned it and I sent it back to my team. And, um, and I don't, I don't encourage people to do things like this, but remember we were like, like it was like 2021. Mm -hmm. We were like, you know, like change you has had to come. I was like, and I was in my integrity bag. I was like, Anything that is not in alignment, anything that is, I was like, we are holding people accountable. I don't care who the casting people are for this. We will send this to them. They will know that they shouldn't, it's not about me. They shouldn't have sent this to a group of black people. And now every single person in their house is having to deal with who has read that script. It opened it up. Oh, this is black and it's queer. Open it up. Nope. It's white. You, you were just now, I'm now having to sacrifice my time, my energy, my essence for this project that is using me to tick a box mm -hmm. and is inappropriate mm -hmm. and the people attached to it. I'm like, y'all, you, you doing this. So casting calls and they're like, Oh my God, we're so sorry. We don't know how that happened. Um, they're actually changing the script, not based on me. They were just planning on doing it anyways, mm -hmm. but we really need to get this role cast. So we sent out the old sides, but just trust us that, um, we're completely changing it. Everything's changing. It's, you know, going to be right. Cause I also looked up the writers. They were all white. I looked up like all the things, the person attached to it is a, a really amazing person of color. And so when she got in, I think she started changing everything, but the casting process had to move. The pressure they were putting on casting moved them a lot faster mm -hmm. than the integrity allowed. And so when it came to us, it was way out of line, way out of pocket. And, and then uh, I ended up having, to, anyways, 
So again, I don't encourage people to be that sassy about things, but um, because I knew myself, and I knew what I was working on. I knew what I would allow in and what I was not allowing, you know, yeah. I'm out and what I expected of myself. Mm-hmm. And so when short king, I'm not a short king. I can't audition for that. Right. He's not me. That belongs to someone else. Hey, they're actually open to seeing different people. Okay. I read it. I was like, oh my God, he's me. He's, he's over from a sewer small town. He's biracial. He's like, you know, all these things. And I was like, I've never been connected to more of a character. And because I was in alignment, mm-hmm. they were right. The door was open. It wasn't because, oh, I was a model two years ago. You know, it wasn't because it was simply because I took the time to get to know myself. I understand in love what integrity is. You know, like I sit down, I talk to my team. Mm-hmm. This is how I see me. How do you see me? Oh, we're in alignment. Great. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Like I'm willing to work. It is not. In, we talked about commissions. We get the check. We get 90%. They get 10 we need to do 90% of the work, yeah. you know, their job is 10% of the work. It is not their job to make sure we are in shape. It is not their job to make sure that we are talented. It's not their job to make sure, you know, like any of these things. And that's on us. It's, it's hard for anybody that's in a beauty uh, industry. Mm-hmm. I'm naturally, you know, Stunning. thank you. <laughs> uh, I really don't have to like, I do a little bit of working out, do a little bit of walking, mm-hmm. But like, I don't have to have like ripped abs, mm-hmm. you know, how often are you working out today? No, just your, what is your routine? Like how often do you work out? So that is something that actually is my biggest struggle. Mm. Um, I'm not disciplined when it comes to, uh, when it comes to being physically active at mm. all. Um, I am but someone who were a soul cycle instructor. not by choice. I moved to LA. My agent said. Jennifer said, I want you to become a soul cycle instructor. I said, I thought you wanted me to be an actor. And she goes, yes. And while we were working on getting you ready, um, soul cycle at the time was the coolest thing a person could do. Um, It will desensitize you to LA. It will keep you financially stable. So when you have an audition, you're not desperate. It's not, Mm. I have to book this. It will give you a community. It will keep you in physical shape. It will help you, allow you to work on your speaking. Celebrities, managers, casting directors will come to your class. They will become fans of yours and they will root for you. She had a whole plan around it. And um, and all I had to do was surrender and trust. I was a soul cycle instructor for four years. Four years. Yeah. Having maybe a few auditions. And half those auditions she didn't even send because I was not ready. And I was so, I'm so grateful I had someone protecting me throughout the experience. And if I didn't trust her, I'd be like, I did not come here to be a fitness instructor, blah, blah, blah. And I'd hoot and holler. But we were in alignment. I'm like, you, I trust you to teach me what I need to do to make it. And then cut to, I didn't have to go through the whole, I'm a co-star a hundred times. I'm a guest star a hundred times. I didn't have to because what we were working on was leveling up in secret. Did that happen? Did people come to your Soul Cycle class that were rooting? That's how for I got you? my manager. Really? He came and he took my Soul Cycle. Michael Baum at Impression Entertainment. He's an amazing manager. If you want to know who he reps, just look him up. And he reps stars. I'm like still mm-hmm. gagged. You're saying first and last names. Love it. Oh, I mean, he's incredible. Yeah. And, um. Mm-hmm. Okay. I heard that you did uh, like a remedial Soul Cycle training in New York. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. They put me in the like a like they they had the the soul cycle training that they brought in that's uh-huh. gonna be three three months in New York yeah. and they made me come two weeks early for like 
you really, really, really got to work because you're really bad at this, like a remedial soul yeah. cycle training. It's so interesting because your friend Isaiah, whose mom submitting you to, yeah, yeah. due to Kim Dawson, he's also a soul cycle instructor. Now because of me. Because of yeah, you. Yeah. I'm like, what is a cult of soul cycle? Like, why yeah, is everyone? No, I was doing it. I recognized he would be really talented at it. And then I begged him to audition. Can we, do you mind if we take a quick trip down memory lane? Do you mind if I show you something? You won't. Yeah, sure. You'll, you'll be okay? I mean, I, if it's fine. okay. Yeah, don't freak out. It's, it's, uh, you talked a lot about training. Wait, where are, where, oh, where are you? Are you ready? I mean, uh, maybe. Uh, do I need to turn it this way so you can see? Me? I won't play. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Where did you find this? This is you and Catherine Sullivan. It won't play though. The oh sound. Oh my gosh. Turn the sound off. No Japanese, no big dong. You my poser. You my poser when I want equality. Let me go somewhere and fight for you. You won't even stand up for me right here in America for my rights and my religious beliefs. You won't even stand up for me right here at home. Yes! Wow. I am shaken, not stirred. Wow, that is... You, I was not expecting that. Okay. <laughs> that was your beginning. That was my beginning, yeah. That kid mm -hmm. out there in Catherine Sullivan in Texas acting class mm -hmm. is the lead of a freaking series and has booked projects. We won't talk about it, but has booked projects through through uh, one of the slowest times in our industry. Yeah, thank you. No, two of the slowest times in our industry, a pandemic yeah. and also uh, now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy because I, I was looking back and I was like, I've had three jobs now total, mm -hmm. which I feel like I've worked a lot more, which is crazy. Um, I've had change my life. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and now I've had two series regulars. Last question. Why did you agree to this interview? Because of you. Because of me? Yeah, it was that was there was no other there was no other reason why. Yeah, it was simple. It was just you. Is there any question you wish I asked you that I didn't? No. Okay. No, I think you killed it. Well, well, you know more about me than I do. So <laughs> You're a, you're a sweetheart. Thank you so much for your time. You've been such a joy. Thank oh, you, thank Devin. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wrap. You did it. <laughs> That's a wrap! Oh. If you want to hear more series regular, become a patron on Patreon. There you will unlock 24 hours of series regular content, full videos, and full episodes. These interviews are actually over an hour and a half long. We also have series regular merch. You can go to quaytan.com. That's Q-U-E-I-T-A-N-N to buy series regular merch. Give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to Series Regular. It really helps. Series Regular is a product of love. It is created, edited, hosted, written, produced, directed, all by me, Quay Tan. I really hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll be seeing you on the regular series. Regular.